Hello everybody, what's everyone getting up to these days? So today I want to do a bit of storytelling and oh god, I've been falling in love in storytelling and it's actually super fun. Um, so today is about studying from the greatest showman, P.T. Barnum and the second millionaire in America. So yeah, let's dive right in. So here is the question that keeps all the MLMers up at night. How do you grow your downline without spending tons of time prospecting and attending all the home meetings and hotel meetings? How to recruit ambitious people without bugging your families and friends? In this podcast, we will dive into these questions to find out the real solution to make your MLM business successful in the 21st century. My name is Jolly Kelm. Welcome to MLM Movement Radio. So when I started MOM, I had no knowledge of whatsoever about marketing or sales. I, as you guys know that I study engineering at university, so I had I had no no marketing knowledge or didn't even know what business was. <laughs> so I had no idea. And if you don't know anything about engineers, they've got a huge ego. They <laughs> at uni, um, especially as engineers, we thought that business and marketing were just for you know very mediocre people. It was like, oh, oh you want to start a business? Ha ha! I want to make an impact in the world, so I become an engineer. So <laughs> that's how it worked. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, right? Pe- people. Um, in, in the engineering industry had huge egos. So so when I kind of stepped into MOM, I had no idea. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to convert a prospect into a customer. So it was a lot of learning along the way. And, and because I was doing so many networking events and I was, I was cold calling on Facebook, you know, and and only one person converted into sales out of three hundred and fifty people, and and as an engineer or even anyone, the numbers didn't really add up for me. That the conversion rate just wasn't right. So I started learning, but t- today I just want to kind of tell you about a little bit of a story of how I studied this story or I've heard this story um, about P. T. Barnum the greatest showman in the 1800s so a lot of those things a lot of those um psychologies that nothing's really changed um everything is pretty evergreen as you speak um a lot of those things that the psychology doesn't change about a human um the only way is the tactics and how you go about it is a bit different but today i just want to kind of take it back a little and tell you guys a story about P.T. Barnum. So there's just two quotes that I really love about him or what he said was nothing attracts a crowd like quite like a crowd. So let me just take that into an example. So have you ever seen, you know, all those trending videos on YouTube and you realize that they had, they had millions of, of, um, subscribers and and then the more 
subscribers that they're getting, the more views that they're getting, and all of a sudden they're attracting all those other people that never, they've never heard about them before, and and that's because people are always drawn to drawn to a crowd. They want to they want to see. Whenever you go and let's say there's an event going on in the public and there's a bunch of people surrounding you know something or like a, a stand, you are drawn. Your mind is telling you, okay, I want to be part of the group because there's such a huge following, and I'm gonna go and follow it. So, in our mind. As a human being, that's what we're gonna do. So that's what P.T. Barnum said, and it was it was like whoa! Like when I heard that, it was it was pretty crazy. And 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 the second thing was when he said, "The world wants to be fooled, so let it be fooled." <laughs> this one is probably the best one for the marketers out there, even not just network marketers, but any marketers out there that. As long as you can back yourselves up, your offer up with a story with how it changed your life and and changed the way that they think about something, and because purchases are made, um, purchases are made emotionally. Pe- people are drawn to your stories. And have you ever thought about whenever you purchase something big, you, and then and then once you've bought something, all of a sudden when you get out of the store it's like why, why did I buy that and I do that a lot when I go into an apple store and then I'll be like okay well I don't need a phone right now I'm just gonna stick with it for another year and then you see the you, you see the new iphone coming out and you're like oh gosh no I gotta buy it and you're convincing yourself because everyone else out there are just going crazy, going nuts about it. So it's just one of those things that I want to kind of dive deeper into later on in my podcast. So so yeah, just a little bit of a teaser. But yeah, let's, um, let's talk about his story. So this is about the Fiji mermaid story. So um, I don't know if you've heard about Fiji mermaids. Google them. They look pretty disgusting. Um, so what happened was back in the days, someone discovered this thing, quote unquote, Fiji mermaid. And because back in the days, P.T. Barnum had a museum, this person thought, oh, what a great idea if I can ship it over to him and he can exhibit it in his museum. So so P.T. Barnum landed with this, this Fiji mermaid, quote unquote, and, and it, anyone could tell that it wasn't real. It looked like a dead monkey sewn on with a fishtail. <laughs> so it was really bizarre. Like it looked really bizarre. And so it was fake. But what P.T. Barnum did was that he went to the first heritage consultant and asked them that if they could certify and claim it was real and the first person said no and then he thought okay let's go to the next person so then he went to the next consultant and they said no again so he won basically 10 levels down to probably one of those um, beginner consultant that had no idea what he was doing to claim that it was a real Fiji mermaid and (laughs) <laughs> and then what he did after that was he had this friend and 
his friend was his partner and he basically acted as a doctor who then leaked the news of discovering a Fiji mermaid to the media. And whilst that was happening, the doctor took the Fiji mermaid and stayed in a hotel where his friend owned. And <laughs> lucky enough that the hotel owner actually had a lot of editor friends. So the doctor, <laughs> the fake one, um, what he did was he said, he, he said, to the hotel owner, oh, thank you so much for me to stay. And I've got something pretty incredible. It's pretty secretive. And and I'm going to give you the opportunity to have a look at it, which is this Fiji mermaid. So the hotel owner was super excited. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to bring my friends. And he said, I'm going to bring my friends. And so just pay attention to this closely. His friends are editors. Right, so just make a mental note of that. And so a group of med- editors turned up and the doctor was then showing this Fiji mermaid to everyone and everyone was shocked. Everyone's like, oh my God, what is this thing? That's crazy. How did you even land this? This is a miracle. And then he told the editors that this mermaid, <laughs> quote unquote mermaid, will be exhibited, presented in P.T. Barnum's museum from this date to this date for a week only. And everyone went crazy. Oh God, the amount of excitement that they were getting. They're like, oh my God, this is crazy. So then a few days after, P.T. Barnum reached out onto one editor, the one publisher, and then he told them that, he, they had exclusive rights to cover the story, to cover the news of this Fiji mermaid getting presented in front of the public on this day to this day at his museum. So he did that and he went to the next publisher. He said the same thing. And he went to the next publisher, he said the same thing. And he did that until all of the publishing companies were known. And they all thought that they had this exclusive coverage for this news. And then later they found out that <laughs> P.D. Barnum basically went to every single one of them and told them that they had exclusive rights. So what did they do? Well, no one wanted to miss out the opportunity of covering such a bizarre news. So everyone did. Everyone covered the news. So the the news was covered with it, different publishers were covering this news of P.T. Barnum was was um, was presenting this this museum on this day and it shook the whole city. Everyone went crazy and guess what? On the day that it got exhibited, the whole town showed up. And of course, P.T. Barnum made heaps of money over it. So you seeing you're understanding this this um what happened to this. It's it's crazy because if P.T. Barnum went straight away to a publisher 
without having this doctor, quote unquote doctor, then the impact wouldn't have been so big. If he went and just placed that, placed that, um, place that mermaid in his museum and did nothing about it, then no one would have believed him. So you can see that the step-by-step leading on to the the presentation or the show or the um, exhibition was so big because of all of that build-up excitement. So that that's with anything and these days in in the modern society people do that as well especially with movies um hollywood would would put an a trailer out teaser out and a year before the movie was released and everyone go crazy over it and then six months later then they they put something out again and everyone went crazy and then this the news just spread around and the you know three months before that then they will have exclusive uh interviews and and all that stuff and that got people basically all hyped up and what i want to tell you is that sometimes if you've got a product don't go and launch it without having already a crowd looking at it because that's gonna be a lot harder for you to launch instead take it back a little tell people the story first Give and and amp up that anticipation because it's it's huge. Anticipation in marketing is one of the um, most interesting things. I, I can't I can't believe how interesting this is. That um, everything relates, and especially in MLM, you've got products. And but the thing is that if you do, if you go out there and just hold up your product and tell everyone how great it is, no one's gonna want it no one's ever gonna want it but then if you do if you if you hook people in with a story of saying okay well this has made this person's life then they will be a little bit interested if they are wanting the same results and then you tell them the story of how this person has transformed from being this to that and that is super relatable because they can see that at the beginning, this person was just an ordinary person who was exactly where they were. And now they are this successful story. And, and straight away, they can relate to that. They Then in, my, in their mind, they think that they're pos- it's possible for them to achieve those success. So and, and then... And then from then on, the story would just grow and it would distribute, you know, from one person to another, one person to another. And, and, and you also have to create a lot of, so if, if your opportunity was always there, people are not going to buy it. But if you put a time frame on it, everyone's going to come running after you. So make sure that your offer or your product is not available all the time because without scarcity and urgency people are not gonna want it it's like sales the day before the sales close everyone goes and buys hundreds and hundreds of dollars and with black friday approaching (laughs) so you understand what i mean right like it's if you don't 
it's almost like if you don't buy on that day, then the whole world's gonna end. And oh my god, like what if I can't buy anything anymore? So <laughs> it's um it's it's quite an interesting take for us, you know, network marketers, MLMers. That don't forget that in MLM, it's not about just going out there and and bluntly prospect people and bl- bluntly offer the opportunity to people because that's not really gonna work. especially that's gonna end up it's gonna waste a lot of your time so and I've been through and I've done all of that that's why I just wanted to put it out there and let you guys know that study go and study a little bit about the marketing psychology and go and study how everything worked how what are the bigger companies doing out there what are some of the really successful people out there study them and see what what are the trends that you're getting what can you implement in your own offer so um yeah so that's it for today it was well apparently my siri just found something so i'm gonna go and check it out now so hope you guys enjoyed it and catch you guys later Hey, thank you for listening to MO Movement Podcast. If you enjoy my content, please rate and subscribe to discover more tips and tricks on how to grow your downline. If you like more free resources to teach your downline on how to use modern marketing tactics to recruit and grow your team, please head over to mlmovement.com, noted in the description below, to get some amazing golden nuggets and fast track your success. Catch you guys later.